Woody and Buzz, Thelma and Louise, Wayne and Garth, Marty and Doc, Harry and Lloyd, Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid. Question, what do all of these have in common? Answer, they are famous movie duos. Question, did Stephen forget to do the cold open to today's episode where we review the Shakespearean 1988 time travel slash stoner flick featuring another such famous movie duo, and so he just googled famous movie duos real quick? Answer, yes. And here's some more. Kirk and Spock. Hannibal and Clarice. Elwood and Jake. Max and Furiosa. Riggs and Murtaugh. Brennan and Dale, who are from Step Brothers, apparently. Anyway, we're the two Gomers. That's Stephen and Anthony. We're talking Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, and this is Perfect Movie. everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Dude, dude. remember when we used to get complaints? <laughs> like we got that one star review because yep. we say dude too much? Yep. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. This episode is going to have a lot of dude in it. <laughs> this is uh, going to be most triumphant, this episode. I can't wait. I think that person, I think we got an email too where a person made like a chart of how many times we said dude or like in an mm-hmm. episode and sent it to us. Mm-hmm. Very helpful and kind emails we used to get. I mean, right. hasn't changed that much. We're still getting, we're still getting mean <laughs> emails. <laughs> Right. Um, Some things never change. Totally. Right off the top of the bat, dude. So this is the Bill and Ted's excellent adventure episode. Right. Um, I was thinking this, I think I wrote it in my notes somewhere here. This may be one of the most formative uh, movies of like our language. You know what I mean? We talk about canon, right? Like the canon movies. And we talk about our own vernacular and our homes and and growing Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that same thing as I was watching this movie. Like, they say, I mean, we'll get to it in the evidences, but just the word dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They say it so much, they make it an art the way they say it. (laughs) Well, it's the perfect sentence, right? Dude, dude. (laughs) (laughs) and that's like a Keanu thing I feel like he and for years he was kind of that guy Uh right where it was all dude or yeah 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 like a lot of yeah uh and which he by the way brings back in an incredible way in John Wick great job 
Keanu, like he, like yeah, is like this constant, and there's beats of it in John Wick. Oh, that awesome. I love, and it's so obviously a Bill and Ted throwback. Um, so yeah, I think you're right that there's. I don't know what are there other movies maybe that impacted our language as teenagers as much as this one did. Yep. Okay. So I think this is so top five. This. I mean, oh man, you have a whoa. list. Did you write a list of this? Whoa. <laughs> like, okay. Well, whoa. no, yeah. I had like I had three. Uh-huh. Um, and they're all. I know. No, no, I had five. Okay. Um, so Wayne's World. Uh huh. At least for me. I don't know about for you. Wayne's World is so interesting because they say both Bill and Ted and Wayne and Garth have an excellent. Yep. Right. In their in their uh, what what word am I looking for? In their in their like slogans. They're... Right. Oh yes. Right. Not only their yep. vernacular, but be excellent to each other is in Bill mm-hmm. and Ted and mm-hmm. party on party on excellent. That's Wayne's World. It's also Bill and Ted. Right, totally. It's got to be on purpose, right? Uh huh. Well, yeah. This has an SNL feel to it. Yeah. This definitely has like an SNL feel. Like this could have been a sketch or like a recurring, just exactly like Wayne and Garth. Right. I wonder like, I, now that I'm saying that Wayne and Garth are a Bill and Ted, they're making fun of Bill and Ted, right? I mean, without Bill and Ted, there would be huh. no Wayne and Garth. You're right. I did not make that connection. And I read that this did start as a sketch. Okay. A co- like these two college friends, <laughs> they were Bill and Ted in their yeah. kind of comedy troupe in college. And so it it has that feel, you're right, that sketch feel. And so yeah. it translates really well to SNL It Did, and then a movie came out of it. So Wayne's World is Wayne's World, the movie based on the sketch, based on Bill and Ted, based on another <laughs> sketch. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. So this, Wayne's World, uh, uh-huh. Tommy Boy. Yep. Uh, and then. Fat Man in a Little Coat. Fat Man in a yep. Little Coat, we would say all the time. Totally. Um, I mean, Schnikes. Holy Schnikes. You're right. All the time. Yep. Um, I mean, w- one day. Chad, Chad's probably like clamoring right now. He wants a Tommy Boy episode immediately. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the other two that I had were Happy and Madison. So Happy Gilmore, right? And Billy Madison. Like I feel and like it, these... isn't that isn't that Sandler's production company's name? Happy yep, Madison. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we would always be asking why that Swan was looking at us and yep. talking about yep. shampoo and conditioner, right? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I feel like, but I still, I think this is number one. I think watching back to it, I was like, like people that even influenced me and mm-hmm. you, I think, Cecil and yeah. Tim Owis, uh-huh. like they, so that's like our youth pastor and then one of our absolute best friends that we haven't talked about a whole lot. Um, My roommate from college, Tim Owis. Yep, your yeah. roommate from college, you guys had a band. You guys wanted to be Bill and Ted, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is 100% Ted. Oh, he looks like Ted. Yeah, he looks like Ted and Garth. So like he, <laughs> oh, I feel right. like he's even more Garth. Like I feel like Garth You're is right. Tim Owis to a T. Yeah. Okay. Now in Bill and Ted, who's me and you? <laughs> Great question. Who is <laughs> Ted Theodore Logan and who yep. is Bill S. Preston Esquire? I have no doubt. I have no doubt who's who. Are, 
are Bill and Ted interchangeable? Okay, that's yeah, that's interesting. So I read this, and I'm sure you did too. We probably read all the same stuff because <laughs> the course. internet. We don't read this inter- together. We we independently right. do research on these movies and end up reading all the same stuff. <laughs> right. It's because the algorithms know us right. so well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I read that they originally the the roles were swapped. So oh right, uh, Keanu actually was supposed to be Bill. Mm-hmm. And Alex Winter was supposed to be Ted, and then it just yeah. when it, when it came together, we're like this is absolutely wrong, yeah. and they switch that, and it's like duh, like so I so feel they like, must not yeah. be interchangeable. But when yeah, you think about Wayne saying, yep. and Garth, those guys are two different guys. Yep, they're yep. both kind of they have the same kind of attitude, but Wayne and Garth right. have two different personalities. They're not interchangeable. Right, but. Bill and Ted, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, like they, they are just a unit. <laughs> yeah. They're never apart, are they? Are are there any You're moments to- where Bill and Ted are apart? You're t- okay. That's super interesting. So this movie really only takes place in less than 24 hours, right? Like this movie starts. Well, no, no, no. That's not true. It starts at like 7:30 a.m. Just mm-hmm. like Back to the Future. Right. Instead of one dude with a guitar blowing stuff up and then and then an alarm clock goes out and he's late to school, it's yeah. two dudes geeking out. Now they're morning dude, morning people. That's actually pretty cool. I know they're um, up up with the at the crack of dawn playing their yep. electric guitars really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but oh yeah, so they're both up. You're right. No, but they they they're never apart. They live separately, obviously, because they're in high schools. They both have their own houses, just like right. uh Wayne and Garth. The only scene I can remember where they're apart is when Ted goes into his house and Bill's out in the car with Missy and yep. Ted and his dad have a conversation about military school. I think yep. that might be the only time in the movie that they are not in the same room or the same space. Yep. Okay. Same. Okay. Similar thing happens at the uh, police office. Um, they're okay, kind of right. split up. And yep. then similar thing happens also when he's talking to his dad and then... Uh, Ted calls or Bill calls. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this is officer Van Halen. <laughs> um, so I think the question of who's who between us, Bill and Ted is hard to answer because it's, it's harder. They're just a unit, right? Yeah. It's just Bill and Ted. Uh, Wayne and Garth, we could have a conversation about when we get to Wayne's world, but I think Bill and Ted is a harder thing to decipher. Well, okay. When I watched it, so I we watched it on uh, Wednesday night. It's a new practice with uh, Perfect Movie because for some reason with Perfect Movie, I always watch the movie like a week ahead of time, and then I watch it once or twice, and then I get super right. excited, and then like two days before the episode, I'm like sick of it. <laughs> so I tried a new practice this time. I was like, I'm gonna watch it the night before, so that and I that am was just your only time. Up. Okay, right. And I haven't watched it, it in years. Yeah. We watched it as a family, and I knew the couple spots that I was gonna have to beep out. Right. Um, one in particular, which we'll get to, which I wish was cut. A hundred percent. If we're thinking of the same thing. Yep. It, 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 I mean, it might ruin the movie. Honestly, it's actually so just say dumb. what it is. Just say what okay, it is. It's, 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 there's that, that homophobic slur when yep. they hug each other yep. and it's like, of course, two guys yep. would think hugging is dumb. And listen, yep. listen, listener, this is me and Anthony. 
<laughs> we are we are yep. not afraid to tell each other we love each other. We hug yep. all the time when we're in real life. We yep. <laughs> like <laughs> we would even today, right? And so it, it's so stupid. I it's I hate it when yep. the the easy laugh line is yep. um, a homophobic slur. Yep. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It's stricken. Yep. Let's strike it from the record, but it's yep. going to be hard to strike from my mind. I know. So, so that right there is a reason that I can't leave this, leave my kids that uh, in a room alone watching this movie, even though mm-hmm. we actually talked about it. So yeah. I think it's good to have a conversation with your kids about language and be like, if you yep. can take the power out of those words, yeah, you know, and just realize it's the heart behind the words. Don't say yep. these words like mama, Mama and Tata, don't say <laughs> they're not that young. <laughs> but like, you know, like, so, it, you know, it's like when we watched The Martian and I was yelling beep, but we missed one. And there was a bad right. word. Um, but <laughs> even yeah, though but that, it's, it's great. I mean, in The Martian, when he says that word, it's wonderful. Yes. But yep. but I also, I mean, that moment feels very 80s, yep. feels very kind of two guys in a college room writing a movie together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how easy the laugh, it's, it, it, it's too easy. It's offensive. It sucks. Yeah. Then there's also like this, I'm wondering if you had to skip around this stuff with the, with the girls, kind of this, like, I think it's kind of a funny bit about Missy being married. Oh, to right. To Bill's yeah. dad. Yeah, that was okay. So that's kind of over, over the head of an eight yeah. year old. That I was wondering. Was, that was over my head when I was so I saw this when I was nine. So that's why mm-hmm. I was like, Lily's gonna be nine in a month. Yeah. Isla, she's like, is not phased by anything. You know, she's the younger one. So um right. what and Aaron was there and we knew what parts to beep and skip and stuff. Um, so yeah. that was not a problem. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna throw in because I, I feel like there's so many things that go need to go into this episode, and we need to get to some strickens from the record. So hold me to that. Um, I okay. just need to put in favorite food from movies real quick because when I'm okay, I feel like if you think of something when you're recording this episode, dude, just say it. There's just so much. What, what is different about this rule that you're making right now? <laughs> so we've always done. <laughs> I try to save stuff. I'm like, okay, like in my head right now, I'm just stream of consciousness was like, remember to mention the burned grilled cheese later. I'll forget. So well, I was listening to I think I can't remember what episode I was listening to. It, the, our intros usually are this, like just blah. <laughs> like yeah, we, we it's all this pent up energy around right. the fugitive, and we just have to get it all out before we get into the trial, right? Because we're so excited to talk about right. this movie, right? Okay, so this goes up there on lowest of food in movies that I've ever seen is the burned grilled cheese sandwich. Everybody, go back and watch. I'm sure people have seen it. But mm-hmm. Missy, I mean mom, which I yeah. think is a genius joke that they keep saying. Like I love yes. that I it it never gets old. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he he calls her Missy once. No, no, no. He calls her mom once. Mom, can you take us yeah. to the mall? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I don't. I I think the Missy mom bit is yep. so funny, and it gets yep. even funnier in Bogus Journey. <laughs> and I can't wait to see if they do something in with it in face yes. the music. Yes. Okay, I'll give a I'll give a prediction right now. She's okay. married to Deacon. Okay. In face the music. That's my guess. She's married okay. to Bill to Ted's younger brother. I don't okay. know if they're going to do anything with Missy, but Bogus Journey, she's married to Ted's dad instead, which is uh, just so good. 
<laughs> she's divorced Bill's dad and married Ted's dad. So she's both of their mom. <laughs> and she's two years older than them. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, that's yeah. a great, great prediction. You know, oh, there's so much. I am so excited about this this um this 36 wait how long so 1989 when this came out was supposed yep. to come out in 1987 um mm-hmm. but this sequel this third sequel coming out almost third what 31 years later yeah um i just realized how excited i am about it and part of that's cuz we haven't seen a new movie like you talked about the last movie you've seen is scoob like this is an event man i hate scoob <laughs> Face the music better be better than Scoob. Well, if it's anything, it'll be hell so, to pay. <laughs> I only watched like ten minutes of that um, Comic Con thing, which I'll watch the rest before we record an episode. But if it's, yeah. they they sound so happy about it, um, they are. Yeah, I, I I'm, love just bringing me joy. I love how Keanu. I love how Keanu embraces this movie. Yeah, you know what me I mean, too. like. You don't hear um, any of the stars from Space Camp embracing Space Camp. You know, you don't hear Joaquin Phoenix in a Joker interview. You know, if they <laughs> saying, you know, what was great, <laughs> Space Camp, that belt. Right. I mean, and, uh, I mean, sorry, you were talking about grilled cheese sandwich, but I also wanted to say something oh, yeah. about Keanu. Oh, it's fine. Great. Um, Keanu could have could re- actually reject this movie because it put him on a weird track mm, of like yep. he's a stoner and he's dumb sure yep uh that maybe he didn't get out of until the matrix even sure. even when he was cast in the matrix people were like ted right yep i remember that totally like this is gonna be so dumb and then then he kind of turned a corner and he got more serious parts and like i mentioned john wick which is the best thing ever so uh, uh he could look back and say that's not me, but Keanu Reeves is like the nicest man in the world. <laughs> and I think he appreciates all of the breaks he got. Hmm. And this was his biggest break and started totally. his career. And so yep. he's thankful for it. And I love hearing him talk about it and not being a jerk. Yes, I love that. Like it's those watershed moments where you get a big break and mm-hmm. you and you how could you possibly possibly like be like oh well yeah that was a long time ago and like whatever um yeah. when it, first of all when it's this freaking good um mm-hmm. but also without it which we'll talk about historical things how like if this doesn't happen this doesn't happen and this doesn't happen so you can't be here <laughs> right. without that so um <laughs> like how could you not embrace that and i love how he does um yeah Okay, grilled cheese sandwich burned. Love that. I I mean that's just yep. so classic. You know, mm-hmm. um, Lily actually was like, bad "Why moms is there... burn grilled cheese?" Right. That that's yep. That's what bad moms do. They don't. Yep. They can't even make a grilled <laughs> cheese sandwich. <laughs> or dads, but she was the that's mom true. in this particular instance. Hey, can we yep. do a few strickens before we get to the one sheet? More strickens, yes, please. Okay, I have a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> as many as Space Camp. I hope not. No, 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 because this movie is way better. Although, no, nah, yeah. I don't know. This doesn't have John Williams. The score in this isn't that good. Um, no. It's a couple of nice moments. Um, okay. First of all, I'd Beethoven 
and Napoleon, dude. They were not. They like Beethoven. They, Beethoven like loved Napoleon for a long time, and then Napoleon like took over Europe, and then he hated Beethoven. Or sorry, and then he hated Napoleon. Did I say that right? Be- yeah. I, I don't know, but I figured most of your strickens from the record were going to have to do with Beethoven. <laughs> okay, so, like, because he wrote his third symphony, like, the Bonaparte symphony, it's the heroic symphony, and then he got so mad at Napoleon that he scratched his name off, and you can see it on the manuscript. So wow. they, like, totally, like, would have been at odds with each other. Well, maybe not okay. Napoleon to Beethoven. So that's a, that's a minor plot hole that they didn't address. Also... Mm-hmm. I'm sure people have thought of this. Beethoven was in the uh, mall jamming out. He was deaf, dudes. So <laughs> I wish like, they had said that. he couldn't hear. Like I mean, that's one of the amaz- most amazing things is he writes symphonies five through nine, and he can't hear. Like he but, put but his could piano. He have, could he have still had his hearing when they picked him up? Or are you saying right. that it doesn't work in the timeline? Right. Well, so I was thinking about that. He looks to be older. Than yeah. when he could hear. I see. Got it. Um, they could have had a young Beethoven. He would have loved Napoleon. That would have been cool. Yeah. And he would have. <laughs> I mean, so. you're, you're, you're naming the, the key historical um, <laughs> fallacy in this movie. Everything else is accurate. <laughs> it's what um, everybody's thinking. You're just saying what everybody's thinking. Right. Uh, Chad wanted me to mention that um, mm-hmm. needs to be stricken, stricken from the record that the phone booth is just different sizes all the time. <laughs> you so, mean how many people can fit in it even? Like how do they right. fit all these dudes in there? Right. Like he called me just for that purpose like a couple of weeks ago when, when we said that we were going to do this episode. He's like, dude, you got to talk about how sometimes the telephone booth is super small. Sometimes yeah. it's super big. Um, right. So that needs to be stricken. Um, the yeah, it's, the a, it's set a design, Charlie Brown Christmas tree situation, right? Like every time yep. it cuts away, it looks different. Yeah, totally. Um, set design was done by the same dude that did Monty Python um, or production design. Oh my gosh, you can totally tell. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, like you can just kind of tell it's janky. It's low budget. Yeah. Um, so these are yep. stricken from the record. If you have never listened to this podcast, we're going to put a movie on trial and declare whether or not it's perfect. But we allow things to be stricken from the record at the top. It doesn't look very good. No. Nope. There are a couple scenes that look... I love the fu- the look of the future. The future scenes. Yes. I love an 80s future and they just lean into that. Mm, totally. Like these these kind of sages up front with big robes and it's all neon and then everybody else comes in and they're identically dressed right and it's in just some room where is this room a domed room with (laughs) with like kind of fuzzy video of bill and ted playing their guitars yep that 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 whatever the the form of the uh, never mind i'll get to that I, i love the future look for sure okay yep me too and the music in there is with or without you um, actually, maybe I'll oh. I'll play a clip. Like, dude, I'll play a couple clips um, with mm. or without you, and then the piece that that they played in there. It's exactly the same. I'm pretty sure in the same key.
Um, right. I, I looked that up actually. Um, Joshua Tree. Okay. Um, the U2 album actually came out on March 9th, 1987. Um, uh-huh. So that would have been right about when they were videoing yeah, it's, this. It's, it's very U2. Yeah. A lot of the music sounds very U2. Yeah, like the delayed guitar and that yeah. like eighth note bass line. Um, yeah. Like, exa- like, <laughs> that, like um, yeah, but, that constant like heartbeat thump yeah. bass line. Yep, yeah, yeah, totally. It, But it is what the future sounded like right then, right? Like that delayed guitar edge, the edge. Mm-hmm. I don't know yep. if he invented that or what, but that sound, it's still, yeah. I mean, that's what worship music sounds like now. Like yep. still, like almost Very 40 years later. worship music. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so also strike from the record, like we said, when they say F-A-G. Um, right. And just, man, again, Beethoven, Napoleon, they should have written something. They would be like, what? What are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> no, I don't actually really care, but I just love, I love thinking about that. There's, uh, yeah, I, I think that, this you telling me that the set design was the same guy as did Monty Python is making mm. a lot of sense to me, especially in the medieval scenes, right? Oh, those yeah. castles totally. look exactly totally. like Holy Grail. Yep. Uh, and I read somewhere that it was initially going to be a TV movie. It kind of looks like that and feels like huh. that. Sure. Uh, so I, I'll strike that from the record. I don't love how it looks. Yep. But the gold orb mm. thing at the beginning maybe they spent all their production design on that full just thing of gold that thing is cool i love it i was saying i want one of those dude okay you're right like you know in kind of like that you go to like a a store like west elm or something uh-huh. like a, a design yeah. store where they're like put this little statue on your desk right that's your that's exactly what i want yeah if totally i had here. one of those like geometric mm. shape paper weights or something on my yeah. desk that size uh-huh like, like brass what, six inches or, tall heavy yep. yes Ooh, i want that okay christmas <laughs> um <laughs> dude do we want to uh oh gomer one sheet or vhs two script which one do we do first i can't remember Let, let's run through the gomer one sheet i mean it's another 89 movie right so we're getting a lot of a lot of the same kinds of movies that came out at the same, like at the same time, we probably don't totally. have to talk much about those, even though just the names of them make me want to spend well, 10 minutes on each, but I know I, okay. So I don't know that we've done an 89 movie yet. Have we, what, what on this list have we done? Okay. So I'll, I'll read them. Well, first of yeah. all, okay. This movie came out February 17th, 1989 comes in at a tight and perfect one hour and 30 minutes. That means you can watch it twice. One minute longer, it would have been bad. Yep. Hour, 90 minutes with credits is exactly what this movie needs to be. Yep. Um, Like you said, it was maybe going to be a TV movie. It was in the can for almost two years. And Dilo De Laurentiis, who we've talked about Mm -hmm. before, I can't remember which movie, who is Giada De Laurentiis' grandfather. Oh, yeah. I can't remember Um, what movie it was either. I think Space Camp. Mm, something like that he yeah he comes in and saves our favorite i mean maybe we owe like our language and childhood to the dino de Laurentiis, right <laughs> like Who in knew? his production company um yeah two saturn award and nominations oh budget was t- 10 million dollars it grossed 40 million dollars so good thing dino came yeah. in and put it together yeah, and i know 
I mean, yeah, dang, that's that, that's good, and I'm sure it has made a ton more on VHS and well, there's cartoons and yep, serial and comic books and everything. It did well. I'm who would have known? Like when they when they almost didn't show this or almost didn't put it out that that 30, 31 years later, we'd still be talking about it and they'd be making a sequel. That's incredible. Um, It was nominated for two Saturn Awards, didn't win, but the winner was Total Recall. Mm. Um, Every movie that was nominated rules. Every movie that came out this year, I want to see again. Batman, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Rain Man, Look Who's Talking. Why did I see that movie? Why did I think that was cool? But at nine, I thought it was cool. Travolta's um, or, comeback, one of Travolta's what? comebacks. Oh, look who's well, talking. Like, I mean, there's there's like a pretty like, um, like uh, what's the word? The the scene at the top is pretty. Yep. Uh, what's what's graphic. the word? Gra- gra- that's the word. That's pretty graphic opening scene for like a nine and ten year old. Although I guess you get your you get your biology lesson. I mean, they don't show it. They don't show anything. But you, it's a talking sperm meeting a talking egg, if I remember correctly. That's one of them right. is John Travolta. One of them is Kirstie Alley, uh-huh. right? Oh, yeah. Maybe they're not. Take, maybe it's not their baby. I can't remember. We'll have to watch oh, no, Lucas no. talking again. Nope. It's not John Travolta's baby. Nope. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah. Because he's like the cab driver. I mean, yeah. The Back to the Futures came out. Parenthood. When Harry Met Sally. Turner and Hooch, The Abyss, Twins, Field of Dreams, Uncle Buck. Twins. Twins. Like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like, every single movie, I mean, in 89. Genius I year. don't know. I love 89. Yep. Yep. Great year. Um, 80% critics on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. 75% audience. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find Ebert's. I, I always like to eat, read um, Roger Ebert's um, cr- critique. I couldn't find it I'd for be this. Curious, huh? Interesting. He, I think he gave it three and a half stars. Um, okay. I found their Siskel and Ebert for Bogus Journey, but there is no one for this. So maybe they didn't oh, even weird. review it. Honestly, I wonder if it. Yeah, that would be interesting if it was just like oh, we don't have to do that stupid movie. Totally. <laughs> I wonder. Um, Finally, this was the year, dude, that MGM Studios, which is now called Hollywood Studios, opened at Disney World. Yeah. A Mm. great park. Mm -hmm. Made even better now because of Galaxy's Edge. But even before Galaxy's Edge, I always liked liked MGM Studios. Did you go there when it was called that? Yeah. When did they switch it? I don't know. Um, But it's a great park. Go there if you can. (laughs) I mean, when it's safe. I think it is open right Right. now but uh yeah i miss it i miss my Mm. precious disney world they talk about disney world actually a few times in this they do you're Um, right so we've got the this looks like Frontierland, dude (laughs) that's Uh, the one i was thinking of (laughs) and then he was like george washington what does he say in the hall of presidents (laughs) welcome to the hall of presidents yeah uh okay let me read the back of the vhs great bill preston alex winter and ted logan keanu reeves are two totally excellent dudes facing sorry facing one most heinous history exam in the whacked out time warped comedy bill and ted's excellent adventure with the help of rufus george carlin gonna talk Mm. about him 
Yes. An ultra cool messenger in a time traveling phone booth, the triumphant twosome bag a bevy of historical heavyweights. <laughs> like <laughs> they do this all the time on the back of VHSs yeah. in the nineties. Isn't it weird? Just alliterations. They're, right. So much alliteration. Like the bodacious philosopher Socrates. Philosophizer. Hello. Philosoph Socrates. One very excellent barbarian, Genghis Khan. The short dead dude, Napoleon, and Noah's wife. <laughs> Did they say that? <laughs> Is that the best joke? That might be the best joke in the movie. <laughs> Noah's wife. <laughs> Incredible, dude. Noah's wife, Joan of Arc. <laughs> <laughs> that that is actually a pretty layered joke, right? Joan totally. of Arc. Yep. And when Ted is asked who Joan of Arc is, he says Noah's wife. <laughs> yep. And it's that that's really a good joke. Um yep. to stage the most hysterical high school project ever. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Noah's wife. <laughs> History is about to be rewritten by two guys. Two gomers who can't spell yeah. in the hilarious hit Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Good News Nation. It's in color PG. Yes. This is like kind of quintessential late 80s PG, right? I don't think it would get yep. a PG today. Um, You know what, though? Actually, I think this is pretty good. Okay, there's no nudity. There is no nudity. Slight sexual innuendo, but not much, dude. I mean, 69, dude. I mean, that's something we said all the time and. Didn't even and know, did not what, it know meant. what we were saying, right? We just <laughs> thought it was a funny number and a funny part. <laughs> that's kind of layered too. Like that's that's it pretty is. funny. Um, yeah, it is pretty funny. There's there's almost no. Is there any swearing? They well, the word that other we than keep referring word that, to. Yeah. I don't. Yes, there's Napoleon swears, and you see yep. it in subtitle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For which sure. when we watched this at. uh the you know at the end of a school year you watch a movie you know right 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 it was when I went to a Christian school in Vienna Austria we watched yep. Bill and Ted and the teacher went up to the screen and put her <laughs> put her arm over the bottom <laughs> of the screen so we wouldn't That's be able amazing. to see what Napoleon was saying at the bowling alley. That's incredible. So you were in Vienna yep. and they didn't talk about that plot hole about Beethoven. Can you believe it? Come on. They didn't take us to the opera house. They didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. It's just it's just so good. Yep. Um, should we watch the trailer? Let's yes. get, let's watch the trailer, get okay. into the headspace of Bill and Ted, and then we will go into the trial, put Bill and Ted on trial, and decide is it a perfect movie. Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent. And so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who was Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We're in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. How's it going, dude? Spectacular. Stay 
and they're making a big impression. Historical babes. Now they're home. Everybody get together, remember who your buddy is. To trash the 20th century. We got a live one here. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Napoleon. We're from history. Billy the Kid. Oh my God. Joan of Arc. Sigmund Freud. Tell me about your mother. You a musician? Beethoven. Genghis Khan! Abraham Lincoln. Party on, dudes! Socrates. George Carlin. We're history. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's... Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude. All rise. Hey, Psst. how's it going over there? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. 69, dudes. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, what are you drinking there? Dude, so we're doing our challenge. This is a throw, throw over to um, two gomers lose 20 in 2020. Right. And I'm squeezing my orange in here. And, dude, I busted out the soda stream again. I know. I noticed. And there's that, that particular <laughs> that happens with the soda, with the soda stream, right? It sounds yep. different than a can. Oh, yeah. So I see Nation. I see him. He's pouring right from a soda stream over an orange, did you say? A slice yeah. of orange? Yeah. Oh, I can smell dude. it from here. Wow, Yummers. that is so, so good. All right. Well, you're all fueled up for the trial. Yes. Great. This, this is how it works if you're a new listener. You're like, oh, Bill and Ted comes out next week, the third one. And so I better bone up on my Bill and Ted knowledge. And so you're yep. searching through podcasts and you see this one. This is how it works. Anthony and I have a list of movies we love. And so what we do is we take one of those movies, we put it. On trial, to decide if it's perfect, we each get a couple pieces of evidence. When we have a piece of evidence, we chunk in. It sounds like that. Um, we present that piece of evidence as we act as the defense counsel of this movie. We attempt to prove to you, the listener, to one another, that it is indeed perfect. If I vote yes, Stephen, if Anthony votes yes on our results show, and if you, the listener, vote yes based on a poll that we're going to put out on Instagram or Facebook, then... It becomes a perfect movie on our list. We take that list. We download each MP4 onto a flash drive. We put it onto a V'ger. We send it <laughs> off into space. The xenomorphs from Alien get it. The the mother, the, w- w- the, the main alien, what is she? The birthing the alien, the mother, the queen. queen. Mother. Yep. Yeah, she, she, she turns the eggs toward the screen, pushes play <laughs> on the VCR. All of them pop out. And instead of hugging faces... They hug one another because they're good girls and boys, and we've converted them with our list. <laughs> okay, let's put Bill and Ted on trial. I don't think we need to go. We, I mean, I read the plot synopsis. It was great and said many of the funniest jokes. Yep, totally. And so why don't we go right into the trial? Okay. Um, and uh, we're going to each get to present a couple evidences about why the movie is perfect. You you said all of your evidences could be presented at any time. Sometimes we go through the movie and talk through it. 
Right. Um, we're assuming that people are fairly familiar with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And so I don't know that we need to do that. Yeah. And if if you haven't seen it, just go see it. It's so fun. It's so funny. Skip past the bad word that we don't like. Um, I'm just going to come right in right from the top, okay? Yeah. All right, dude. My first piece of evidence as to why this is a perfect movie. Yes. Is it's just... It added so much positivity huh. to our lives. This movie is so not cynical. You're so right. It, it is so upbeat, positive. The the these are wonderful boys, even though they're kind of <laughs> slackers. You know, they're right. literally gonna fail out of school <laughs> if they don't like pass this. They're not in any way. Mean? Nope. They actually have a good friendship with each other. Totally. Yep. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're not bullies. Uh huh. They're dim. Right. I, I mean, I they're are they? Okay. Okay. So I I I saw George Carlin talking about these yeah. dudes. Yeah. Um, he said. Uh, he said they're not the brightest guys, but they believe in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, very true. So yeah, you're. But like they're they're dude, they're unflappable, mm-hmm. right? Like um, they're just happy dudes, and yes. the tone of the movie is so not cynical, which is what this movie would be now. Like I feel like this movie. Now would be gross out humor, hundred percent, and would be super cynical. They'd like make fun of each other. They'd be ribbing yep. each other, dude. They like encourage this. This sounds so cheesy, Mm-mm. but they like are yeah. They're friends that build each other up. They're like yes. excellent. Like if one dude has a funny joke, the other dude's like that was great. You know, like. Yep. They're just awesome guys. <laughs> yes, when he makes the heavy metal joke when they're in the iron, yeah. like the yeah. the um the night suits. Yep. And they they're so happy about that joke. Like <laughs> totally. <laughs> they're so encouraging to each other about heavy metal, dude. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Totally. We did it. Uh yep. yeah, it's even like a weirdly hopeful movie. Totally. Yep. In in, in a time where the future Lots of the lots of future stuff you're seeing is like desolate. Back uh-huh. to Future Two is like this too, right? This right the, the neon colorful version of the future in the midst of things like Blade Runner um, or, or t- Terminate the Terminator movies, where it's like eh, the robots are just gonna kill us, or else we're gonna run out of resources, and it's just gonna look terrible, and everybody hates each other. That kind of future, right? Um, the, the the vision of the future here is hopeful, but even Bill and Ted seem like we are going to be the best electric guitar players and the best <laughs> band ever. Even though we don't have a band, we suck. Yep. <laughs> we don't know how to play. Neither of us sings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be their singer? Right. Like, what even are they? Like, they can't play. They can't sing. They can't write. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, that circular logic that they go into, like, we need a triumphant video. 
well, we can't make a video right. until we get Eddie Van Halen. Well, how are we going to get Eddie Van Halen if we don't have a triumphant video? You know, yeah. and like, well, in order to make a triumphant video, we need to get great guitars. Mm-hmm. Well, but then we need to know how to play. And then, but we need Eddie Van Halen to make, you know, it's like that circular logic. <laughs> to teach logic us is, how to play. But if we need, if we need, yeah, then we need a triumphant video. Yeah. Yep. I love um, it. Me too. I, I actually don't think they're dumb. Nope. I don't either. Okay. See, okay, Bill and Ted are different. Okay, we started going down this path and yeah. at the beginning. I think so if if on watching it again, so I did watch it again this morning since we had to delay our recording by a day. We watched it again this morning because it's only okay. 90 minutes. Right. Bill is totally like the leader. He is the he's uh the planner. Mhm. I think I you're agree. Bill. Okay. I think I'm Ted because Bill like Ted is jumping on the bed. He's like, George Washington, dude. And Bill's like, has the book out. He's like looking through the stuff. <laughs> like Bill scene always trying has to the study. Right. Ted's like, it's the classic like high school project. And one dude is like, has You're the right. book. The group project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I, I I didn't think of that, but you're right. Bill does seem like the more responsible one. Yeah, and that's probably why Ted is getting gonna get sent to military school. Yep, because his dad doesn't know what else to do with him. Right. I, I got to get him some sort of structure in his life. It's not a bad idea, by the way, to send Ted away somewhere, <laughs> away from Bill, to get his life together. <laughs> Even though. According to this idea that I'm having, yeah. Bill is actually good for him. I agree. You're right. right. Yeah. But yeah, so when he's like, he's a bad influence influence on you, get away from your idiot friend. Like, I actually think Bill, Bill is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, their friendship is hopeful. Their future yep. is hopeful. Yep. Uh, and I, th- I think you're, I think you're right when there's nothing cynical about this movie besides maybe some people around them but these two guys are so totally earnest yep pure yep non-sarcastic they don't have a sarcastic bone in their bodies i don't feel like they wouldn't right. even get sarcasm uh-huh. uh yeah I-, I totally agree with you it's it brings joy and it brought joy <laughs> into my young life totally <laughs> uh so where um you know other other comedy is just like making fun of other people or yeah. uh yeah just drags you down or is observational about like mm-hmm. what's the deal with you know this is <laughs> yep. just you're happy like you want to be hanging out with these dudes it's like they're both sevens on the enneagram <laughs> <laughs> totally now i i also agree with your uh what you said about how if this movie was made today that it would be gross out humor i think of like hot tub time machine and things like that like yes um or other stoner comedies even though bill and ted aren't stoners right yeah they're they're more like surfer dudes sort of like sure i mean there's the classic bar scene like two beers please right um yeah i forgot about that didn't even card us dude but like it, but it was said like so innocently. Like we gotta remember where this place is. Like it's so good. I I, d- I don't even think of that being like them saying like, oh, I I love drinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's something even I don't think they take. Do they even take a sip? 
I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they might have to put it up to PG-13 if they take a sip of that beer in the bar huh, yeah. in the That's Old right. West. Right. Uh, yeah, and so I really hope with all of my heart that mm-hmm. Face the Music the third Bill and Ted that's coming out in a week retains yeah. that and doesn't go into like dirty territory or gross out humor. Yeah. Territory. Yep. And B- because, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's not even because that movie can't exist in another place, but it's just like, right. that is a hallmark of this, of these guys. Yeah. Is they're just like happy dudes. Like, um, actually I'm going to, I'm going to play a scene real quick. Okay. Um, and it's, I honestly think it's literally a perfect scene. This is great. Um, right when they first meet their teacher Listen, at the guys, end. Don't forget tomorrow, final report, 1.30 to 3.30, okay? Hey, guys. <laughs> Mr. Ryan? Look at them. Before you say anything... My distinguished colleague Ted and I wish to express to you our thanks for all the things we have learned in your class. And what have you learned? We have, uh, we've learned that the world has a great history. Yes, and that thanks to great leaders such as Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, they list. Socratic method, the world is... History. <laughs> it seems to me the only thing you have learned is that Caesar is a salad dressing. Every section of this class. Now, unless you get an A plus on your final oral report tomorrow, guys, I have no choice but to flunk the both of you. Now you know your topics. So I would suggest that you at least cover those areas. All right. I think I think that teacher likes them. Yep. Yep. He's like, I think a teacher like that, like he's a good teacher. Like yeah. I think he's like, there is latent potential in these two dudes. They like are positive. Like yep. they're just kind of, you know, they don't pay attention. They Mm-mm. aren't currently hard workers, but you learn that they're hard workers because at the end of the movie, like it's another thing I love about this is like at the end of the movie, they aren't handed the ability to play. They're just handed the tools to play. So they're like, Oh shoot. Like now we actually have to practice. Right. Like that was like the last, one of the last lines of the movie. Well, and they're not handed the project completed either. Yes. Uh, Rufus gives them the opportunity to, uh, by giving them the phone booth, Yep. To do the project well themselves. And they yep. do. They do totally. a great project. I have no idea how they put that thing together. <laughs> totally. And also, I have no idea why every senior or every junior or whatever it is in the school is gathered to listen to everybody else's history oh, project. That that's, sucks. That sounds terrible. Unless every project is like theirs. Um, yeah. Or but, San Dimas High School football rules. I, I'd mm. like to hear a lot of projects that end with that, but right. otherwise, that <laughs> seems like a very boring day at school. Totally, uh, you know, totally. I wonder if that's where we got that from too. 
Like, did Maybe. we get totally from Bill and Ted's dude? It could be totally. Okay. Let me, let me chunk in while we're talking about this. Great. Because my first piece of evidence, um, the, the, the evidence itself is quote, strange things are afoot at the circle K. <laughs> what that represents is the writing of Bill and Ted's dialogue, mm. the way they talk in kind of like this combination of old and new slang yes. in their speech. I think yep. you just heard it yep. um, when they're in his introduction to what he's going to say to the teacher. Yep. Um, they never use contractions. They never say it's or yes. they like they're. Right. It's always it is or they are. Um, right. They're, you know, the classic pose that you see on the front of the VHS, which is yes. one hand to the heart and the other extended up, is like everything they say is a proclamation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, okay, I wrote down – this is weird, dude, because this is actually my second piece of evidence. I okay, just said great. the language. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I don't mind having the same one. Okay. So, <laughs> I wrote that it's crazy and ornate. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just as an example, I wrote like when he goes back to medieval, like we need somebody from medieval, which I think is genius. <laughs> we need we need one char- character from medieval, but he's like, excuse me, do you know any personages of historical significance around here? You know, like or like in that quote that I just played for you, like my mm-hmm. my distinguished colleague and I, you know, like yeah, oh, yep. I love that. It's so good, and so I actually wrote a list of words. Oh, that they great. say that I think are actually old words. Some of them we might think are modern, but they're not. Okay. That they say all the time. Or they say at least once. Some of them mm-hmm. they say a lot, and other ones they say once, and I'm like, whoa, I loved that when he said it. <laughs> okay. This is in order of what I heard when I was when I was watching the movie. Okay. Egregious. Mm. Egregious. I'll try to say it in there in Ted's voice. I'm better at Ted than I am at Bill, I think. Okay. Nice. Egregious, excellent, heinous, most odious, outstanding, resplendent, Mm. stellar, totally, totally triumphant, unrivaled, and bodacious. All of those are like old words. Yep. And then there are, I mean, I wish I could do, I didn't write any sentences so i'm glad that you wrote that distinguished general you you played that distinguished gentleman clip to us because (laughs) um those words used in sentences every sentence feels very carefully written Mm -hmm. yep and i don't understand how they decided to do this and that it works totally i'm yep yeah it's that's like it's it's amazing it's like no, no other movie before that or since has done this maybe clueless does it because okay um the, because the language is more ornate there because it's based on now i'm not gonna remember emma i think um where they have kind of like a a, a quote dumb kid mm-hmm. who speaks so eloquently and actually they're smart i think bill and ted are smart yeah, well, they're, yeah, their their language is amazing. Like their adjectives are righteous and most yep. triumphant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they don't use the same words. Well, other than dude, 
the, like there's like a formalness. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe Bill like reads a lot or something. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know, know. though. <laughs> like Caesar is a salad I, 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 lo- I love that their language is never <laughs> explained to us why they yeah. why they speak like this. They both do. Nobody yep. else in the movie does. You're right. Yeah. And so it's not like they're in a universe where everybody talks like this. Then again, Rufus does, but I think it's because the future has been so influenced by (laughs) Bill and Ted. Right. That Rufus also doesn't use, um, I mean, he uses a lot of words that Bill and Ted do. And so do the future people when they go to the future. Yeah. It's like they had a lot of a lot of gravitas just being like, trust me, the, it looks weird on paper. Like imagine being Alex Winter and being like, God, like bodacious. Yeah. Like, so to us now we hear bodacious and we think, or like, well, tubular, that was another one. They didn't say in yep. this movie, but that was like a lot of the like California, yeah. you know, like skating. Totally and, tubular, right. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, but you know what? This isn't, these aren't like, uh, yeah, like um, surfing terms. Um, no, I, I don't wrote, think they're uh, surfer dudes. For one thing, San Dimas, I right. think, is inland in California. Uh, and so okay. they're not they're not surfer dudes. Yeah. They're not quite stoners. Yeah, they're they're 80s. I, I guess I guess stoner is the best analogy, but they don't smoke pot. Right. They're not stoned. They're just them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I. It's always been something that I've loved about the movie, which is it's not, they're not, the way they speak is not stupid because they have massive vocabularies. Right, right. <laughs> um, just the way they structure sentences is almost Shakespearean because yep. Shakespeare like invented a lot of those words. Excellent yeah. never, in, in like it didn't exist. Shakespeare invented that word. And so huh. it just feels like the dialogue is two guys in there college rooms college dorm room saying what what if we wrote the dialogue like very intricately yeah and flowery for yeah. these guys that are ostensibly stupid and it just works they did it how did they do that like how did they do know. that and it worked because it could have been dumb mm-hmm. it could have been like why did you say that like if i went someplace and i was like tonight's concert is going to be most triumphant like, <laughs> <laughs> you get kicked out of the the, the orchestra. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yep. Um, so super upbeat, totally yep. not cynical, great Mm-mm. ornate language. Um, I, I saw in one of those like making of documentaries that executives were like, nobody talks this way. Yeah. Nobody talks this way. And they were yep. like, it's going to work. And then Don't like worry, they started it's gonna work. showing it to people. Yeah. And people were it was a laugh riot. <laughs> but it's it's just like um it's just like Back to the Future in that that like it's 30 years later and yep. you can watch it and so much of it other than the set design and some yeah. of the I don't think that the soundtrack holds up that well either. I could have said I, that stricken a little bit. I like the bit. sound of it. Yeah. Because it reminds me of the first time I ever saw this movie I was at a friend's house for a sleepover. And that soundtrack kicks in right at the beginning that I played before. Yeah. And that thing comes down. And I was like, I love the aesthetic of this. As an yes. eight-year-old kid, I was thinking that. Like, And then, of course, the movie blew my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really like that song. I really like uh, 
the the one that you were mentioning when they go back. The, I like the I like the songs in the future. Yep. Yeah. The 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 music that it's kind of pretending like it's Bill and Ted playing. I really right. like that stuff. I Me feel too. like the drop the needle like current. The boys and the girls are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. During the during the water slide scene. Yeah, right. That's stupid. I feel like uh, in a Tommy Boy or in a Chris Columbus uh-huh. or not not Chris Columbus. Sorry, John Hughes. Yeah. Like you hear the songs and you're like, okay, I still know those songs. Like uh-huh. you heard them in other places. They were popular in other places. These right. like were only in Bill and Ted. And I don't know whether that's bad, but like there weren't, I don't know. There wasn't like a no, huge. No, I, I think you're right. It is, you know it what is I mean? too much of its time. And yep. none of them were big hits. None of these songs on the soundtrack were big hits as far as I know, even though I did find a couple on Spotify and added them to my Ooh. list that I've been listening to. Oh, that's actually, that's pretty righteous. Uh, I would also say, now that John Hughes came to mind, yeah, this is like the antithesis, and we love John Hughes, but yeah. like his movies are very cynical. Yeah. Uh, no, they 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 have heart to them sometimes, but it's like grittier. It's like meaner. Like just think about the opening of Uncle Buck. Think about Home Alone. The kids, how they talk to each other. Everything's yep. mean. Yes. You know, like other than the slackerness, I would love it if if our family was as happy and <laughs> joyful as these two dudes. But like, I, I do not Ted want as a son. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. Oh. That's right. Wait, hold on. Is Ted? Yes, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Is is the boyfriend in Parenthood? Right. I just remembered that. Who has that amazing conversation with? Who's the kid in that movie? Yep. Dude. Who's the kid? In, is that's not Joaquin Phoenix? Is it the kid in no. Parent Trap? Okay. Parenthood. Um. That's right. Parenthood. Yep. Parent Trap. Ooh, hmm. I love that movie. Uh. Mm. So. Yeah, he 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 comes off as that same character, but but kind of a me, kind of meaner, or like the mom doesn't like him, right? Right. And then he ends up really being able to connect with the the young kid. Yeah, that was oh, it it was Joaquin Phoenix, I think. You're really? right, because he goes. I'm I'm looking it up right now. He goes to his dad's, who is like a dentist, right? And he like yes, and he's always in his room, and he's like really quiet, and then he chucks mm-hmm. a rock or something at his dad's office. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, what a great movie. Yep, Keanu Reeves, Joaquin Phoenix. You're right. Wow. Huh. Together at last. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe we were talking about him at the top of the movie or the I top know. of the pod. That's funny. I forgot Keanu was in that movie. A, yep, gr- a great role. That's like Bill, but if Bill wasn't as nice. Yep. Ted. I mean, sorry, Ted. Yeah. See, I got them confused. <laughs> I shouldn't. I feel ashamed by that. Um, yeah, the, you're, you're right about the soundtrack. It's not perfect by any means. I think there are a couple moments that stick out in my mind where I'm like, I really like the sound of this. And most of them are, this is supposed to be Bill and Ted's amazing music from the future. Sure. Okay. Okay. So it's like when you hear the songs, when you add it to your Spotify playlist, you're listening kind mm-hmm. of like to the score to Bill and Ted's yeah. instead yeah. of. Huey Lewis in the news, even though that's back to the future, but it's also just like an amazing top 40 hit or, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, it, it's it's like when you're listening to the Home Alone soundtrack. Yep. And instead of listening to, um, there's a lot of needle drops in that one, right? Um, yep. Boom, 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 So that's the those are the needle drops. Yep. But the score of this movie is that futuristic Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. Like, re- really, like, lots of reverb on the electric mm. guitar. It's not yeah. so quick soloing, but it's it's slow solos over pads yep. is what yep. it sounds like. Like Ebo, delayed guitars. Yep. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, just another thing on the on the language slash script yep. of just the writing of this. Um, mm-hmm. It's just they. I feel like they seamlessly, um, the the exposition of of everything is seamlessly explained. I mean, like some people say, like that a narrator is like cheating. Yeah. You know, like when you put a narrator into a movie, it's like, oh well, that's cheating because you can just. Lay the movie out should speak for itself or whatever, yeah. yeah, without a narration, yeah. But like George Carlin, we need to get to him. He yeah. he delivers all the exposition you need in the opening, yeah. and then mm-hmm. at the scene at the Circle K, uh, right? And then it opens on doesn't it open on his head? Yes, like it's a talking head of Rufus. Totally. Yep. I for, yeah, I forgot about that. It's like Ron and Howard he just tells in you Arrested this is what's going on. Uh huh. Yeah. Ron Howard. It's like, um, yeah. There's sometimes like when it opens up and you don't, you're not in the movie right away. Yeah. I don't know that they need that, but it doesn't detract from the movie. To me. No. And I don't feel like it's cheating either. It's just Mm -mm. because. So we in in the research we both saw that uh, they wanted more of like a Sean Connery type for this. Right. Uh, But George Carlin absolute brilliant in this he brings yeah. that perfect comedic edge but he's not himself he's not like delivering stand-up like he's no you and he's you a and chad were big carlin fans weren't you in college totally. if i remember correctly <laughs> totally we used to and love also him. there's a thomas thomas the tank engine connection right wasn't carlin the voice of you're right dude uh, what's his I, face in thomas yeah uh, Sir Topham Hat, maybe. Right, Sir Topham Hat. He was Sir Topham Hat for a while. Like, dude, I don't know how how Thomas the Train got that. They had him. They had Ringo. They had Alec <laughs> Baldwin. Like Thomas the Train, man. Everybody's banging down the door. I want to be in Thomas. Yeah, it's like L- please on- let me do a voiceover for Thomas. <laughs> it's like so many actors actually wanted to be on Star Trek. Like there were actually <laughs> right. a lot. A lot of um, a lot of like guest stars and stuff. Um, yeah, remember that so, guest appearance by Christian Slater in Star Trek Six? Yup. He just comes totally. in like, "Wake up, Captain," or something like uh-huh. that. Yep. He just wants to be on Star Trek. Dude, Same thing I want to be on Star Trek. Carlin and Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember why we were talking about Carlin. Shoot. Oh, oh, ex- because ex- of his voice. Exposition. Yeah, his exposition. Yep. So that then the history teacher. Just mm-hmm. perfectly. So that's part another reason I wanted to play that clip. Is it it lines up everything, and then with uh, the dad, it yep. just it's here is the conflict in the movie. Yeah, like the conflict in the movie is that you're going to get kicked out of school, and yep. then you're out of here forever. Now the thing that I don't understand and is never explained, and you don't need to analyze this too much, but it's like how did yeah. he know in the future that 
it was all going to fall apart if they didn't, you know, pass this report. You know, like how how did what happened? Because happened the- because he he's read the history books and he knows he said that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna chunk in. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> okay, my last piece of evidence is the phone booth. Okay, nice. And that represents. Uh, it's funny you said John Hughes because I feel like this is a John Hughes movie with time travel, hmm. like or or like. There are so many stoner movies out there about dumb guys, right? Yep. What elevates this movie from funny? I I think Bill and Ted are the funniest part of this movie, right? That they are the movie, their relationship, yep. the way they talk. Yep. But the reason this movie is perfect, it's because it's a time travel movie <laughs> with these two characters in it. Okay, it's an adventure um, movie, right? And so including that sci-fi element, yep, makes it special. Makes okay. it stand apart from other stoner movies. Makes it stand okay. apart from a John Hughes movie that's kind of mm. in this vein. Like that's great. Uh, yeah, just a slice of life. It's not a slice of life, <laughs> right? A guy come. <laughs> it falls from the sky in a phone booth and says, "You guys are going to change the world with your music." Yep. But first, you have to pass your history exam. <laughs> and they don't give short shrift to the time travel element of it. They. My favorite scene in the whole movie is when finally Bill and Ted figure it out at the end, how time travel works, Uh and they start using it to their advantage. Mm. And so they start realizing if we do something in the future, come back and place it in the past, that's always existed. Uh And so we can use those things. So steal your dad's keys two days ago, put Uh it behind the sign, which I love, and like, this sign right here. Yeah. <laughs> here it is, Ted. We did it. Excellent. And then he's like, and then he says, remember to do it later so that those uh-huh. keys are there. And then yeah. they say, we don't have to remember. We did. We did do it. And so yeah. Rufus knows uh-huh. that they would screw up if he didn't go back because he's read it in the history books. Uh-huh. And so he knows he has to go back. <laughs> so was it like Rufus's destiny? You know, like it needed to get to 2688 or whatever so that Rufus would go back and fix that so that then they could live that time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like because it's not like Back to the Future 2 where a guy from the past goes to the future and it's like it didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. And so we need to go to the future and fix it and change it. Right. And change it. Um, Okay, I'm I'm sharing my screen with you right now because I want to share a clip with you. Now, this is not a movie that you have seen, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so I'm going to play you a clip from Avengers Endgame. So I've heard that this is think- a time travel movie. Again, I haven't seen this in True Gomer Confession. I haven't seen John Wick either. I don't think you will ever see this movie. So this is my chance to talk about Avengers Great. Endgame. Awesome. It's a shame you're never going to see it, but that's fine. I get it. I mean, the, I will, the final hour of Avengers Endgame is the the best payoff hour of any franchise ever. I mean, the last hour of Avengers Endgame, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is so good. <laughs> like the, the 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 goosebumps, the payoffs, the sacrifices that happen, the the callbacks to ten years ago movies. It it, it makes uh, Rise of Skywalker look like they put six chimps in a room with a typewriter. That's how good <laughs> Avengers Endgame is. Okay. It is a time travel movie. The, the when I realized it was, I mean, 
the world has seen this movie, so it's no spoilers. When I realized it was, I had a sealed envelope in my pocket. I mm-hmm. tore it open. And inside it, it read, Avengers Endgame is going to be Back to the Future 2. Mm. And I won because they go back into other movies. Oh. Now, here's here's a clip of when they're when um, Smart Hulk, This th- what you're about to see is not going to be pleasant for you because... Hulk kind of looks dumb. He is now smart. Okay. (laughs) And they're trying to explain to each other about time travel. Okay. Okay. Can can you see it? Totally. Um, And I want you to listen closely. Okay. Time doesn't work that way. Changing the past doesn't change the future. Look, we go back. We get the stones before Thanos gets them. Thanos doesn't have the stones. Problem solved. Bingo. That's not how it works. Oh, that's what I heard. Wait, but who? Who told you that? Star Trek, Terminator, Time Cop, Time After Time, Quantum Leap, Wrinkle in Time, Somewhere in Time, Hot Tub Time Machine, Hot Tub Time Machine, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, basically any movie that deals with time travel. Die Hard? Die Hard. No, it's not one. This is known. (laughs) Okay, so... um, Oh my gosh, I want to watch this so bad. One of my favorite things in a movie, time travel movie, when they talk about other time travel movies. Yes. If I was, if we ever did Avengers Endgame, I would actually strike this from the record because they're misidentifying Bill and Ted as a movie where you can change the past. They list okay. all these movies there. They yep. talk about Back to the Future a lot in this movie too. Um, they list Bill and Ted as a movie where you can change the past. It's not. And they, I love my rules. Bill yep. and Ted, who I think are smart. Yep. Figure out you can't change anything. And not only and that doesn't it goes back to your first thing. That doesn't bring them hopelessness or cynicism. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> if we can't change anything, then it's always existed. And so hang a trash can yeah. later in the past yeah. above my dad's head, <laughs> and it will fall on him and we can escape. <laughs> That's incredible. And so I like, I think the reason this movie is perfect is because it's not only a small time travel element included in a stoner comedy. Yep. They have their own vision of what time travel is. Totally. Yep. And they use it to their advantage. And it it actually, wonder of wonders makes you think during that scene, especially when they're trying to break people out of jail, yep. all, all of their history dudes out of jail. You're, you're actually thinking about time travel there, not just about how funny Bill and Ted are. Yep. Okay. So one of the rules that is in this movie that I think is amazing is that mm-hmm. your timeline never stops. Like you right. can't, oh, I that's think right. that's like totally... I, I don't know any other time travel movie that has this rule exactly, but Carlin Neither is like You're your so watch, right. your body, yep. like if it's like string theory or something like that, like mm-hmm. your space time continuum stays with you. So like yeah. it's not like you have um, endless amounts of time to go collect as many historical figures as you as you can. It's like yep. it's 8 p.m. and your report is tomorrow at what was it like two or three? Mm-hmm. And your watch says, like, what the real time is. And, you know, he has to rewind, you know, wind it and he forgets and all that stuff. But, like, it, it's <laughs> all that it, it, that's the rule. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Like, so when 
now they really stretch the last 30 minutes of the movie happens within two hours right so like it's yeah. not yeah. possible like that yeah that for them be... to get to the mall to the yeah <laughs> to, to the uh the the water slide place back to the mall right to the do, school all into all hours. their You're chores um <laughs> which chore was scene. like my daughter's one of their favorite parts was like the chore scene just like hilarious nice little Why music montage that chores scene get cut it's such an odd i yep. mean i love that it's in it's yep. one of those things where i'm like they don't need this scene yep but it's so goofy yeah i mean genghis khan is cleaning out the toilet uh-huh. uh beethoven is obsessed with cleaning the windows for some reason <laughs> um uh, what uh, that might be my second favorite scene in the movie yeah. the, when they're doing chores together at Bill's house. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. Well, also, like, why was he doing his chores then? Because he should be at school. Like, she's like, I'll take you to school once you do your chores. <laughs> You're right. He's supposed to be presenting his history project. Right. Isn't chores time, Missy. <laughs> so, yeah, that actually would have been a great reason to cut that because that is super dumb. Unless... He was supposed to do his chores the night before or like the morning yeah. before he goes to school during his, you know, sure. before his jam session. Um. But he just, <laughs> yeah, she's mad that he didn't do his chores. And that's, that's too many chores. I'm sorry, too many chores for a teen. Yes, they, they too many. They have to clean the whole house. Yep. <laughs> hey, On a weekday? <laughs> this is the perfect moment to just read my, so my favorite maybe thing in this movie, one of my favorites just yeah. when he's reading all telling her all all the people that she's going to meet uh-huh dave beethoven yes. maxine <laughs> of arc herman the kid bob genghis khan socrates johnson socrates johnson so dennis frood and abraham lincoln and abraham lincoln they can't think of a way to hide his identity <laughs> and she takes it in stride all these yep. guys are coming out of this yep well, does she see them coming out of the phone booth? She probably does. Uh, I think so. I can't remember. Old weird men in costume and one short lady in a costume. Uh-huh. So crazy, Johnson. I just that's a great I can't joke. tell you how many times I've said Bob Genghis Khan and So Crates Johnson in my life. Like <laughs> in my head, just walking around to Aaron. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's it's like uh yeah, it's just like Noah's wife. Yeah. Um I have I have one more thought. And that is, we were watching the movie. Yep. And Noah said, that high school looks like a high school I've been to. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, it really looks like a Phoenix area high school. You, you know, they're coming out. There's that big mural on the wall and everything's yep. outside. That's what Phoenix high schools look like. They're all sure. outside. Yep, um, with the triangles but I was like, and but stuff. The, there'd be no reason for them not to film in actual San Dimas. So, uh we went on. Then you posted something on your, um, on your story or on our story that you were watching uh-huh. Bill and Ted. Yep. My friend Felicia responded to that and said, "That's my high school in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was what? filmed there." What? <laughs> and so Noah has been to that high school Dude, in some that's band cool. competition he's been to. So she's like, "It's that mural. It's it's that high school." And so. Um, that's just a little bit of Bill and Ted connection mm. that I, I've, I felt like, yes, we did oh, it. You felt seen and known. You felt special. 
your inner four <laughs> was like lit up. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll close with with something similar. Uh, yeah. Just the Circle K. Okay. So st- strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Do you guys have Circle Ks? Nope. But no Circle it, Ks in Atlanta. Nope. Uh, actually, yes. Okay, let me let me check. Let me verify. I'll get back to you on that. I feel like okay. Okay, here's the thing. It created yeah. this like just awe and wonder of this place called the Circle K when we were in Verona, Wisconsin. You know, like strange. Where there were no Circle Ks, right? We had quick trips. Yep, PDQ. PDQ. Um, yeah, I think those were there's those like were the BP. main ones. Mobile, whatever. Quick, remember when Quick Trip moved in when we were like, yep, sophomores or juniors, and it was a huge deal. Totally, there was a Quick Trip now in Verona. Yeah, Peddling but there. Quick Trip is is not like Circle K. Circle K does not have gas station pumps usually. It's just like a convenience store. Oh no no no! Quick Trip, yeah, peddling their Cafe Caruba and Philly <laughs> cheesesteak sandwiches that I put, shoved under your seat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Cafe like Caruba, yeah, I forgot. It's like when I saw a Circle K for the first time, dude, yeah. I got goosebumps. You know, you're mm-hmm. like this plate. Like it's if you lived in California, you're probably like, oh, Circle K. Yeah. But for us as like small town boys, something mystical and magical about that, right? Yeah. Something. If I ever got to one, yeah, I, yeah. something would happen in my life. Yeah, strange things like, were afoot. I, I kind of want to, th- this is like something I would love to do right now, dude. It's nighttime, yeah. kind of a crisp air. Yeah. And we're, we both have Slurpees or whatever the heck they have there sitting on the curb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just talking about life. Doesn't that sound great? <laughs> now, I've got a little surprise for you. Remember okay. our second episode where you forced me to go buy a Yoohoo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to dozens of grocery stores I felt like and I was so mad at you because yeah. you I had to have a YouTube to do our a YooHoo to do our what was it? A uh, few good men. A few good men episode. Guess where I found that YooHoo? Oh no. A Circle K. Oh. Okay. We can now Strange stop things. the podcast. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna look up in my Google Maps if uh yeah. if we have Circle K around here. But it's it's the same thing of like where Cecil, yeah. Um, yep, there's Circle K's all over the place. Look at that map. Oh, it's, wow! I can't really see. Okay, it. so you could go to one right now if you wanted. Get a YooHoo. Yep. Okay, I will. Oh, not not till Tuesday when I'm done with the sugar challenge. Oh right. Um, but it's just like Cecil how he talked about In and Out all the time when you would hear somebody yeah. from the South talk about Krispy Kreme. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we grew up. So we grew up in the '80s, and it, I feel like it's before. Everything is everywhere. Yeah, I agree. You're like, we have Culver's down here now. We don't, in and out still regional. But even like White Castle uh-huh. or like regional chain restaurants were a thing yeah. then. And yep. those, the, the, you, there's, I mean, Shake Shack, I think, is hard to find in most places, but uh, you not for long, probably. Culver's is a great example, in and out, of course. Uh, but those are becoming more true national chains yep i feel like the 80s and 90s you're right you'd see like a circle k on Mm -hmm. bill and ted and be like what a wondrous place must be (laughs) 
what is this place? I want to be there. Uh, uh, and that's, that's just part of the magic of this movie. So good. Yep. I love it. I'm so glad All right. we got to talk about it. Me too. Nation, now it's up to you. We're going to put a poll on Instagram, on Facebook. You can go there and vote. Both of those places are two gomers. You can find those uh, those polls there. You can also send us an email at perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com and just put that movie in and yes or no. We love to hear why. Um, and then uh, we will put out our results episode on the bonus disc, which is our Patreon feed, patreon.com slash two gomers. You can find... Uh, the full result shows there. You're going to see that in a, a a week or so. And in two weeks, you will hear also the results. So you don't have to subscribe to the bonus disc. But what? Seriously, why aren't you subscribing to the bonus disc on patreon.com slash two gomers? We just put out a Mac and me episode. And let me tell you, Anthony, <laughs> I feel like Ted right now. <laughs> Anthony, you are my podcast partner. My best friend. And that was a masterful edit on Mac and Me. <laughs> Thanks, dude. That was a total blast. I'm proud of that episode. There, There is a section that's about a minute and a half long where you splice together Back to the Future and Mac and Me soundtracks by Alan Silvestri. And yep. I had to, I, I was taking a walk and I had to stop walking. I was so blown away. So, folks, if you are not subscribing to the bonus disc, patreon.com slash two gomers, do that. Now, speaking of that, we have to reveal real quickly our Hamilton, our Hamilton results. People right. have already heard this. Um, if you are subscribers, you've heard that full episode. It's a really fun one. Um, but we just need to tell you, Hamilton, I think, was a controversial vote. Yep. You'll hear more about this on the on the full episode results show because of its moviness. Right. Is it a movie? Is it a movie? I did not see such controversy arising, but it did. Yep. And so because of that, it missed the list by 1%. Wow. So we got a 74% on Hamilton. We are men of our word. Yep. So it doesn't go on the list, unfortunately. The, the funny thing was how many people apologized for that no vote. They said, no, we think it's perfect. Totally. We think it's a perfect piece of art. But... uh their problem was with us, I think, that we were defining it as a movie. Right. Um, is it a perfect musical? Yes. Right. 100%. Everybody was almost almost everyone said that. Uh, the issue they took was our definition. Now, that has not swayed me at all. A hundred percent, it's a movie. You're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's amazing. I I was gonna say. I was kind of with them. I friggin' oh, love it. Yeah. But it, yeah. It, it, it is, it takes the place of a movie on Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. I think if I, okay. No, never mind. You guys have to listen to the results. Gotta go to the bonus disc. more about this. Yep. Um, all right. So we still only have nine films on the list. We have not cracked that 10 yet. Yeah. Uh, so um, we're wondering, will Bill and Ted be the one to hmm. make that a nice round 10 on our list? You decide. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook to figure out why. All right, dude. Great app. Super fun, man. I still declare 
Yes. As an eight, nine, 10, 11 year old, there mm-hmm. was no better sleepover movie than Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Do you have that written down? Hmm? Did, did you read that sleepover movie thing? No better no. sleepover movie? Because that I was going to say that and I forgot. I think <sighs> it's a home run sleepover yes. movie. You cannot yes. go wrong. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we declared Mac and me to be the the perfect dude. Wouldn't it be hilarious if and we rented uh, this, watched twenty minutes of it, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yep. And yeah. and then you your theory is that the amount of somebody's excitement about saying that is equal to the amount of it won't be great. <laughs> that it, the other person you're saying to it will detest it. Yes. <laughs> this is okay. Go back in time, get in your telephone booth, mm-hmm. go back th- to then where yeah. Steven is at a new school with a bunch of kids that haven't seen Bill and Ted's. Yeah. And you're like, hey, guys, I brought this tape. It's really fun, you know, or whatever, but we could watch it tonight mm-hmm. or whatever. Like really set low bar expectations. Good you idea. will be the yeah. new cool kid. Mm-hmm. You will be the trendsetter. To introduce someone to Bill and Ted. Oh. Imagine. Yep. I'm still grateful for my friend. Can't remember his name. That I saw Bill and Ted for the first time. <laughs> Daniel? Uh, Josh? Can't remember his name. If you're out there listening, let me know. Um, okay. Hey, oh, I forgot one thing. The oh. phone booth moves just like the DeLorean. It's not static. And so ah. the fact that it moves around, goes on those weird tubes, works yep. with the space-time thing I was talking about in Back to yep. the Future. Great job. Great job, everyone. Great job, Bill. Super Great good. Great job, Ted. See, the, the, yeah, the circuits of time were cool. Like, yeah. that's, that was actually an innovation. Seeing what the circuits of time looks like, that actually yeah. stands up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a DeLorean flying through the cir- circuits of time. Um, wow. Right. Hey, that would be a cool thing on your desk, too. A Lego phone booth. Uh-huh. That gold thing from the top. Lego yeah. DeLorean and then the Lego NES. Oh no, that Lego NES back ordered. Uh, I have a friend that so has good. it. <gasps> he if put you up want Insta to know what we're talking about, Gomer Nation, look up NES Lego and your day will be made. It'll be like the hopefulness of Bill and Ted yes. has infused you totally. and your heart if you're going to look yep. at this. What what they're selling right now from Lego. All right, dude. I think I said it already, but I'll say it again. Great app. Super fun, man. All right. Have a great week. All right. You too, dude. And happy watching Face Off.